1: SPN Missoula Sports Center.
0: Zach Cruz is staying home to play for the Grizzlies. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanes. Cruz, one of the top athletes and football prospects in the state of Montana, gave his verbal commitment to Montana over the weekend. The Missoula Sentinel star will be a senior for the defending class AA state champion Spartans this upcoming season. Cruz was a first-team All-State selection as a tight end and a defensive end as a junior. He also placed third at the 205-pound weight class in the class AA state wrestling meet, his first year participating in the sport at the varsity level. And in track, the six-foot-four, 195 pounds took home state titles in the 110 hurdles and the javelin while placing second in the high jump and running a leg on the bronze medal winning sprint relay team as Sentinel captured the team title. Cruz chose Montana over an identical full ride from Montana State along with interest from schools across the West like Boise State and Sac State. Cruz is the seventh known verbal commitment to Montana for the class of 2020 including the fifth from the Treasure State. He joins Helena High quarterback Caden Hewitt, Helena High running back Marcus Evans, Hamilton quarterback defensive back Tyson Rostad and Kalispell kicker and punter Patrick Rohrbach. UM also has commitments from Sam Alfred, a wide receiver from Park City, Utah, and Eli Gilman, a running back from Minnesota. And then finally, the Missoula Paddleheads Today a Pioneer League record, nine home runs on Saturday night in a 23-6 win over the Great Falls Voyagers. Nick Gatewood and Cameron Thompson each hit three home runs, and Zach Alman hit a grand slam for Missoula. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. My favorite bands in all the world. Fits and Tantrums. Can't wait tonight. Uh, I've seen Fits in the Tantrums at the Wilma uh, three different times. I've never seen them at the Kettle Valley Amphitheater, so that'll be fun. That'll be a fun new venue. I know it's a little rainy, but you know who doesn't like a little melancholy night with a little melancholy music right along the Blackfoot River. See me out there? Come on, say hi. If you're hanging out out there as well, love to see you. Love to chat with you. So, come say what's up. Welcome back in Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana, or maybe you're watching on YouTube. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, go do it. We're giving away some prizes on YouTube this year, so uh, stay tuned for that. But it's only you can only win if you are a uh, subscriber. So please go subscribe to our uh, Nuanas Now YouTube channel want to be a part of the show, text us, 406-888-1029, that's 406-888-1029, missed anything in the first hour of the show, Tucker Sargent, Ryan Hannavin, in studio with me, Ryan talking about the Missoula Sports Barn, Tucker talking about Grizz Lacrosse, Grizz Hockey, and the NFL, missed anything uh, out of any of that, you can find it on the podcast. Which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate By Hotel, and SportsBet Montana. Every other Tuesday here on Nuannas, now we do a business angle an overlay between sports and music, sports and music, sports and business. I'm talking about. I'm thinking of Tommy in my show. Sports and music is what our show is all about. Uh, no, Justin and I do a, twi- a twice monthly segment, the overlay between sports and uh, business, and so uh, it's called the business angle. Justin, Justin will join us here in just one quick minute. Do we have Justin? Tommy. Am I calling him? Yeah, call him. Sorry, I I just got my food, man. I I know Tommy's back here eating some sandwiches. It's all good. Uh, By the way, we're talking NFL with Tucker Sargent. The NFL preseason starts uh, started last weekend and it'll continue this upcoming weekend. If you want to go check out the preseason, a ton of new quarterbacks in the NFL and uh, the Silver Slipper will have all the NFL preseason as well as NHL action, Major League Baseball, all the sports. They have 55 TVs for you to watch all the action. Drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Card room's back open with games nightly at 7 p.m., so call or text 333-1500, that's 333 or visit missoulapoker.com. Stop by the Silver Slipper today and see why the Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. Justin and I, when when Justin joins us here, just one quick moment. Justin Engel now on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. It's a business angle, overlay between business and sports. And Justin, before we talk about uh, some of the more pressing and uh, maybe more serious issues at hand, I got to ask you, last time you were on the show, you were kind enough to come in studio. I couldn't believe your your flow. Your hair was looking great. Uh, But you were on your way to a trip to the East Coast, And I know it didn't go necessarily how you expected, but you got to go to the iconic Fenway Park. So tell us, how was your trip, man?
2: Oh, man. Well, the trip was, uh, you know, it was sort of a tale of two cities, if you will, best of times, worst of times. You know, I was going out to help a good friend, Scott Jurek, who was um, making an attempt on the record of the Appalachian Trail. And I was going to pace him through the New Hampshire leg of that trail. Uh, I grew up in New Hampshire, and that section of the trail is, is you know, kind of old, some old stomping ground. So I was really looking forward to spending a lot of days on the trail with an old friend. Unfortunately, the day, I, or you know, in the days before I arrived, Scott injured his leg and just could not continue. Um, you know, so I did all this travel. I got up to northern New Hampshire. I found my way to the group, <laughs> and then they pulled the plug, and uh, I quickly retreated. And as I was heading down, you know, I, I caught a ride to the, to, to, toward Boston to get to my changed flight. And a buddy I was with was like, hey, man, we got tonight open. The uh, Sox are playing the Rays. Uh, you want to try to get tickets? And so we did. We rode the T to the game, uh, got the whole Fenway experience. It had been like, I don't know, 15 or 20 years since I'd gone to a game at Fenway. And um, gosh, it was a blast. And it was a crazy game to stumble into. I mean, the Red Sox scored 20 runs. Wow. Uh, by the end of the game, the, Ray, the Rays catcher was pitching. It was just crazy and um, super fun experience. And I tell you, look, from a, from a marketing perspective, Fenway does it right. You know, the employer, the the employees were all just happy, welcoming, great service, Um, but sort of with that Boston edge. Love it. It was like they were out of central casting and um, yeah, super fun. And, uh, you know, kind of made some lemonade out of of the situation and I was fortunate that it worked out. Sitting here in
0: my studio, uh, by the way, it's the Northwest Motorsports Studio, hit up nwmsrocks.com for uh, the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. I got a card here, Justin, that I got at the card shop the other week. Uh, It's of Ted Williams. It's a card that was made in 1959, but it's of uh, 1953 when Ted Williams came back uh, from his second tour in Korea. Ted Williams spent five years uh, total Uh, flying in the Air Force in in a variety of uh, different foreign conflicts and wars. Uh, uh, i forgotten detail of what an unbelievable career. I mean, the guy basically took a five-year break and then came back from a war and hit like 390. So unbelievable, but the point is the history of Fenway Park, the lineage there. I mean, it runs deep, and I'm so jealous of you, man. That's so cool that you got to do that.
2: Yeah, I mean, like the Red Sox or not, I think it is, you know, for any baseball fan, it is. if you get the opportunity, it's a pilgrimage worth taking. Um, there's not many stadiums like Fenway left. You could argue there are none like Fenway, although there's other historic places. It's just a place you got to go. Check it out. And uh, if you get the opportunity, take it. Justin Engel joining us. He's a
0: professor of business at the University of Montana. And uh, we do this every other Tuesday. It's a business angle presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications. Uh, Justin and I talk about a lot of different talking points that uh, in our current society, it seems as almost everything has an either controversial or political angle you could take to it. I don't know how we've reached this point. It's making my head want to explode. I wish we could just have conversations like Justin and I do that have nuance and maybe not a side taken or a tribe affiliated with. But I do think that there's a logistical, um, I don't want to say issue or problem, but a, a logistical challenge staring us as a society cumulatively in our faces right now with the return of football coming at both the NFL and collegiate levels. One of the great parts about football is the community gathering that it provides, the fact that you have Twenty-five to 80,000 people uh, all having a great time uh, in the support of talented young men. But it also comes with the fact that the allure and pizzazz and uh, mystique of football is in giant crowds. And as we know, we don't need to digress into why that's an issue. But there is a lot of different... um, logistical challenges upcoming when it comes to crowd management and uh, everything in between. So I know, I know, Justin, you've been thinking about some of these uh, sort of, as you said in the outline, I thought it was a great way of uh, describing it, collective action problems. So uh, your thoughts just on what's coming up here this fall. Yeah,
2: I mean, this has been a topic that a you know, obviously thought a lot about, a lot of people have been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it because I'm like two weeks away from going into a classroom with, you know, over 150 students. And, you know, there is all the political overlays, unfortunately, with vaccination and and how seriously or unseriously people take COVID, um, how people perceive the risk, if they want to use a mask or not. Um, But... You know, I think it gets miscast sometimes as uh, sort of a a question of individual liberty. To me, it's a question of kind of collective action and responsibility because, you know, my choice or your choice will affect the ability of other people to make choices. And unfortunately, you know, that's that's kind of the reality and separate that from this real challenge that, uh, both policymakers, team owners, you know, the, 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 people, the decision makers in these situations have really hard decisions to make, you know, no NFL owner wants their stadium to be a super spreader event. Uh, no college campus wants to be a hotspot. Um, and so, you know, how do you kind of, Balance these variety of concerns. What you see a lot of times, unfortunately in corporate America is a bit of follow the leader. And you see some of the bigger companies come out and say, Hey, we're going to require vaccines or some or require masks or whatever that is. And a bunch of people follow suit. So we're starting to see that a little bit with the NFL. The saints came out with their, um, Vaccine or negative test mandate. The Raiders followed suit today. Tulane has announced that they're going to require vaccines for attending football games. And you know, given that there's a lot of COVID right now in the Southeast and the SEC being a hotbed for a ton of these, you know, big-time, high-profile games, and all the news around the SEC right now, it'll be interesting to see if an SEC school kind of takes the first uh, leap and um, has some sort of a vaccine mandate. At the same time, a lot of those SEC schools, if not all of them, are state institutions. So that also means that, you know, the governor and the legislatures are in play as well. So these are really complicated questions, Um, you know, from a public health standpoint, uh, it seemed like, you know, requiring a vaccine uh, to attend the game is is, is a pretty simple public health decision, but, you know, fans might not go along with that. And the political implications are, are, are really challenging. So, yeah, I, I don't know quite where I land on it. I was certainly feeling that way as I, you know, was walking up to Fenway Park thinking, oh, shoot, I don't have my vaccination card. I don't know if they're going to ask me for it. Um, they didn't, but I don't think we're far away from, you know, stadiums kind of deciding yay or nay on that question.
0: A few organizations have started to take action. So from a business perspective, I mean again, yeah. we're not we're not trying to politicize this people. If you're listening to this, the cut and dry is the matter the fact of the matter is regardless of what you think of all of this, butts in seats equal revenue for team owners and or athletic departments. Period. The more butts in seats you got, the more revenue you can produce. The less uh, that means less, and and that's a bad thing. So finding out the logistical strategies and challenges or mitigating these challenges uh, is going to be essential for the bottom line of NFL and college football teams. So I know the Las Vegas Raiders have uh, taken a step in terms of a strategy here, so tell us more about that, Justin.
2: So the Raiders said, hey, you can attend the game if you can only attend the game if you have had a vaccine, and if you've done so... And provide you know they have this sort of clear app so it's supposed to be you know I'm sure there will be tech problems but it's supposed to be pretty seamless for providing evidence of vaccination and if you do that you can attend the game and not wear a mask um, however if you have not been vaccinated they can give you a vaccination on site and allow you to watch the game uh, with a mask on so it's sort of I think a clever in- incentive policy I mean because it, we It's easy to get kind of drawn into the politics, and there is a lot of intense politics around this. But at the same time, I think there's a large swath of the unvaccinated population that maybe just hasn't gotten around to it yet. Maybe it's just a young person that uh, says, hey, you know, there, I don't have a lot of risk, and, you know, I just, I just haven't made the time or haven't made it a priority to do it or whatever – and so, if you put something that people want, if you put the vaccine between me and something I want, uh, I'm, I'm more likely to do it. And it'll be interesting to see how many people kind of take the uh, take the incentive. And the other point here is that you know these these NFL franchises in particular, they're local monopolies, right? It's not like you know somebody's going to get to the gate at um, right at the new stadium in Vegas and say. You know be turned away and say well i guess i'm driving to la to watch a game that's no right. they're not going to do that that's right that's they're not exactly. going to change you know raiders fans are not going to are not going to change their allegiance over this all these, right. I, I, I doubt that um so we'll see i, I, I think you know if, if you're interested in seeing more people vaccinated this could be a really powerful policy for uh, for moving people in that direction
0: a business angle with justin angle he's a business professor at the university of montana and he joins us every other Tuesday here on Nuanez Now. You're listening to 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as maybe watching in statewide television, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Justin, let's talk about uh, switching gears here. Let's talk about um, some of these endeavors, UFC, uh, the professional bull riders, uh, a, a, very, a variety of different uh, sports that are now... Um, going public, selling shares, stock shares within their um, entity. What do you think of this? I mean, it, it seems like it's, uh, if you do it right, particularly from a uh, exposure and streaming standpoint, uh, pretty darn good.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think what we're seeing overall is this, you know, trend toward more investment money in the entertainment space going into live entertainment Um And really live entertainment is a unique asset. And we've talked about this before. There are very few things I will watch when they're scheduled other than live sports. You know, I can get the news anytime I wanna get it. I can get any movie any time I wanna get it. I can I can do most everything entertainment wise on my own schedule except for live sports and live music to some degree. Although with live music, you know, the outcome isn't quite is is in question as it is with a sporting event. So there's some fundamental difference there. Um, In the case of Endeavor, I mean, it's a holding company that owns ownership of UFC and PBR. And so they're trying to use the public markets as a way to raise uh, equity funds. And that's going to, you know, if they have a successful public offering, uh, which they have, It'll provide them with, you know, the means to make larger investments either in those existing organizations or in other organizations. Um, so we're starting to see, I think, on a variety of dimensions, these these kind of the capital markets um, participating in professional sports in a way that is – rather new I mean a couple weeks ago I think we talked about the 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 ownership group involving LeBron James that now owns pieces of some of the biggest brands in sports the Red Sox Manchester United etc you know these are being viewed less as hobby investments for rich old white men and now being viewed as growth investments for you know a, a variety of interests and How this money flows into entertainment and sports programming, um, whether it's through the public markets or through private equity or through a SPAC, um, which is a special purpose acquisition company, a very kind of controversial type of funding mechanism in the markets right now. I think it's going to present some big questions for how these franchises operate, where their loyalties lie how they engage in conversations with local municipalities about stadium investment and and, and all of those issues that um, kind of get more complicated when you have uh, an additional set of market forces in the mix that are operating in a way that they haven't before. It's
0: fascinating, and it seems like it it is a shifting trend that uh, will continue and certainly have an impact on uh, professional sports across the board. Justin Engel joining us here in Nuana is now it's a business angle presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications. Uh, one last thing, Justin, I walked out to my mailbox today and uh, checked the mail and I got my new Sports Illustrated, which I've been a loyal subscriber uh, since 1998. i never forget when I got that subscription from my grandmother. Uh, and on the cover, a $100 bill and uh, a sports betting app. And basically the cover story on Sports mm. Illustrated this year is the tipping point that has been sports gambling. It went from a talked about idea, floated around, taboo to a certain extent, uh, to then one that was sort of being brainstormed, then one that was available in like eight states, and now all of a sudden, bam, it's almost everywhere. Touch touch of a button, you can do it internationally, locally, all sorts of different ways. It's taken the sports world by storm. Every single sports fan I know gambles on sports. So uh, this thing has just been this massive, massive tipping point. But what, what is your thoughts of just the, the suddenness? Because this sort of is an affirmation of Malcolm Gladwell's famous book, The Tipping Point. This seems like the tipping point in sports gambling has occurred.
2: Yeah, in a lot of ways. I mean, this has been the train that's been barreling down the tracks at us for a long time. And I think the reality is that sports betting – is as old as sports, and finally, probably the leagues decided, like, "Hey, we want a piece of this action, and to sort of collaborate and try to own the, the, as much of the gambling piece as they can. They can uh, own a share of that revenue. I, you know, I think the risk there, and they've tried to create this like perceptual barrier between gambling activity and the administration of the sports, to, to to try to." maintain legitimacy, right? If, 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 if you think that, you know, that there's capture by the gambling interests uh, of the, of the, the sports teams and the athletes, then there's a big problem there, right? So they're just, I think they're trying to kind of control some of those mechanisms, but at the same time, I think the attractiveness of the revenue um, and maybe trying to do it in a regulated sense. I mean, that might be a little too idealistic, um, but that seems like the trade-off. And once you 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 can't go you you know you can't dip a toe in it. It would seem like once they went in, they got to go whole hog and and try to own as much of it as they can. And and I think we're seeing that flesh out right now. I mean, there was the story about, um, you know, the, I think it's the NFL is allowing ads for advertising for gambling platforms, um, maybe like for a game or something like that. Um, so not only are you seeing you know, encouragement of participation, but you're seeing sort of direct advertising of those platforms on NFL property. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's going to be the wild West for a little bit here, but I think things are going to move very fast.
0: Well, uh, sports bet, Montana, the prior presenter, uh, along with Blackfoot communications who pre- presents this segment, but sports bet, Mo- Montana, one of the presenting sponsors of the Nuwana is now podcast. And, uh, Uh, It's been fascinating working with them, learning about all this stuff. Uh, But it's certainly here, and it's real. And uh, I never even thought there was an opportunity for this to be talked about on the radio. And now we're talking about it all the time. And so uh, it's definitely been a a very rapid transition. Justin, appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, we'll catch up with you in a couple weeks here. But in the meantime, stay dry. Be well. You as well. Thanks, Coulter. Justin Angle, a Business Angle. Do it every other Tuesday here. Nuana is now the overlay between business and sports. Justin, a professor of business at the University of Montana. Business angle pr- proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. Who's one of the most intense guys on this year's Grizz football team? Well, he's 25 years old. Both of his arms are fully tattooed. He's a graduate transfer from Arizona who thought he might not play football again after a devastating injury. And now he's one of the leaders of the Grizz defensive line. Justin Belknap. We'll join us for the debut of our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Wards in Missoula. Keep it right here on 1029 ESPN, as well as SWX Montana Television. It's Nuwana's now. Get to more.
1: ESPN Missoula Sports Center.
0: Zach Cruz is staying home to play for the Grizzlies. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanes. Cruz, one of the top athletes and football prospects in the state of Montana, gave his verbal commitment to Montana over the weekend. The Missoula Sentinel star will be a senior for the defending Class AA state champion Spartans this upcoming season. Cruz was a first-team All-State selection as a tight end and a defensive end as a junior. He also placed third at the 205 pound weight class in the Class AA state wrestling meet, his first year participating in the sport at the varsity level. And in track, the foot 195 pound took home state titles in the 110 hurdles and the javelin while placing second in the high jump and running a leg on the bronze medal winning sprint relay team as Sentinel captured the team title. Cruz chose Montana over an identical full ride from Montana State along with interest from schools across the West like Boise State and Sac State. Cruz is the seventh known verbal commitment to Montana for the class of 2020 including the fifth from the Treasure State. He joins Helena High quarterback Caden Hewitt, Helena High running back Marcus Evans, Hamilton quarterback defensive back Tyson Rostad and Kalispell kicker and punter Patrick Roarbach. UM also has commitments from Sam Alford, a wide receiver from Park City, Utah, and Eli Gilman, a running back from Minnesota. And then finally, the Missoula Paddleheads hit a Pioneer League record nine home runs on Saturday night in a 23-6 win over the Great Falls Voyagers. Nick Gatewood and Cameron Thompson each hit three home runs, and Zach Allman hit a grand slam for Missoula. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
2: This is New one is
3: Now. ESPN Radio Missoula.
0: We're always giving you free stuff around here. And uh, I'm going to give you gifts that don't involve gifts all fall along. we got a bunch of new segments we're rolling out here at Nuanas Now. Very, very excited to have football back in the fold here uh, around the great state of Montana. So look forward to that, including right now. It's Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can check them out in person here in Missoula, corner of Stevens and Mount, or check them out online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Time now for the debut of one of those new segments. We're going to have a variety of new segments uh, featuring interviews with... Bobby Houck and the opponents for the Grizzlies, as well as uh, Brett Vegan and the opponents for the Bobcats, and players, and uh, we got a new running segment coming up. We got all sorts of stuff for you, but this one's going to be fun. It's our Grizz Star of the Week. It's presented proudly by Bob Ward's Sporting Goods here in Missoula. Bob Ward's—they got their final summer clearance. It's continuing right now. They also have their back-to-school deals now. So go check out Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors today. They got the best deals anywhere on remaining summer gear. Plus, gear for back-to-school stuff with savings, uh, savings on packs, clothing, footwear, and much more. I remember going school shopping at Bob Ward's all the time when I was a kid. So I'm glad to see that the local boys still doing doing it right here uh, in the Garden City. And they are proud to present the Grizz Star of the Week. This week features Justin Belknap. Justin Belknap is a transfer from the University of Arizona. He grew up with Bobby Houck's kids in the San Diego area and then moved to Vegas, and he was dreaming of playing for Coach Houck at UNLV. He ended up walking on at Arizona. He became a starter, but then he suffered a devastating foot injury that almost ended his football career. That sort of derailed him, got him out of the starting lineup at Arizona. He could never really break back in. In the meantime, Bobby Houck hired back as the head coach at Montana, and uh some familiarity with Robbie Hauk for Justin Belknap. So Justin Belknap decides he's going to graduate transfer to spend his last season at the University of Montana. Justin has joined us before on this show, talking about his recruitment to Montana and uh, sort of his fit, but this was a good one. Uh, This is from after practice on Friday afternoon uh, down there at Dornblazer Field. Grizz Senior Defensive End Justin Belknap, our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana Television. The debut of a new series here on Nuanas Now. It's our Grizz standout of the week, presented by Bob Ward's Sporting Goods, your local sporting goods experts in Missoula for decades at a time. We're here with Justin Belknap, senior defensive end for the Grizzlies. And, Justin, early on, your impressions of camp so far, because you guys have looked pretty sharp here about a week in.
1: Oh, I'm loving a camp so far. It's a, it's a grind for sure, but, I mean, that's what you sign up for when you uh, come to camp. It's ball for a month and that's what you got to be thinking about all month and any outside noise you got to shut that down and lock it in
0: you guys have had several different iterations of sort of quote unquote camps with no games on the horizon or maybe you think there's some games and then they get canceled or they spring games or whatever so how much different does this feel now that you're preparing for a real life division one football game here in 22 days
1: it honestly doesn't feel too much different just because every time we step out here we put the pads on we, we try to take each other's heads off and we practice uh we practice like Montana football players. So um, every time we get out here, we just we love practicing. And regardless that there's a game coming up in three weeks, we love preparing. We love the preparation. We love just get it after it out here. The offensive line, the defensive line, the exchange
0: when the pads go on is always something to watch. I know the offensive line has been a big story around Grizz football for a while. What's your evaluation of the offensive front you're going against every day?
1: I love those guys. I'm always uh I'm always yelling at them, chirping at them. Get them fired up, and now they yell back at me. They talk their uh, their stuff to me, and I talk mine to their to them. So uh, I love going against them. They're making me better. A great O line. I love the way they, by uh, well, the way, they're looking and uh, progressing through camp.
0: Justin Belknap, senior defensive end for the Grizz, joining us here, one two nine ESPN Missoula. How about the the improved depth of the defensive line? Seems like you guys got some more dudes you can rotate in there. So being able to roll, how much does that help you?
1: helps a lot, you know, especially in hot, hot days of camp when it's 95, 96 out and people are starting to feel sorry for themselves. <laughs> uh, it's better when you have a full room of guys uh, to get more reps to. And it's nice having 12 guys or 15 guys, 16 guys compared to uh, 6, 7 guys because when you're out there, you just want to, you just want to teach people how to play the game and how to, how to learn defensive line.
0: Those two guys I just interviewed, Eli Alfred, and uh, Alex Gubner, do a lot of dirty work for you guys. So, I mean, how important is it those guys that play on the inside just to this scheme operating correctly?
1: Oh, I love them. Those are my boys. Eli, Gubner, I love them. Uh, I couldn't do what I do without them, and I know Joe Bapros would say the same.
0: They were talking about your motor, the intensity you bring. Where does that come from? Because it does take uh, uh, a certain mentality to bring that energy every single practice, especially, like you said, when it's 95 degrees in the shade.
1: Uh, I don't know. I've always played with uh, a reckless abandon type of uh, mentality where I think every play might be my last, especially after getting hurt in a freak accident at practice with my foot. Uh, I like to play every play like it's my last because I know it might re- very well be.
0: That's an interesting full. Justin Belknap joining us here in Juanas. Now, your transfer from Arizona, and I know that you had a great spot there at Arizona, starting for the Wildcats, and then, like you said, a freak injury. So, how much does that influence your mentality? Sort of the second chance that you've got here at Montana?
1: Yeah, after I broke my foot, I was uh, mentally. I was down in the dumps it was tough to because I never really been never had a real serious long injury like that maybe a a boo-boo where it's two weeks or something but not a surgery or anything like that so um, I was down but when I get this opportunity to come to Montana it just it fired me up it made me that spark again that love for football that I wanted to prove to myself that I could still play this game after an injury and come back and bounce back
0: Coach Hauk said he's known you since you were in high school, right? So did you ever imagine way back then that you'd be playing for him, especially even up in Montana?
1: Actually, when I was in high school and he was uh, – and, Co- and Robbie was playing with us at, at high school, um, my dream was to go to UNLV under Coach How oh, no. and play. But I wasn't recruited highly out of high school. Mm-hmm. As people might know, I'm, I was a walk-on at Arizona. So just coming, being able to look for options for schools when I transfer and having Montana – it was just a no brainer. And then having Coach Houck be there, it was just, it was just came full circle and it just made perfect sense to, to come here.
0: Justin Belknap, it's part of our Grizz Standout Series presented by Bob Ward Sporting Goods here in Missoula. Joining us here on Nuanes Now. You mentioned Joe Babros. I think he's the guy that flies under the radar because he was kind of banged up his first year here. Uh, Now it seems like he's made a ton of progress, and it seems like he could be a legitimate force on the the end for you guys. So what sort of things do you think he brings to your defensive line?
1: He brings wisdom. He's older than me. I know know Gubby and and Eli said I was uh, the old man. How old are you, 24? 24. Me and Joe are both 24, but he's a couple months older than me. But, yeah, I love love, uh, playing on the line with Joe. It's nice to have someone who's also transferred in. He's an older guy. It's just, we have uh, similar mentalities when it comes to this. We're both crazy as hell, as Coach calls us, and uh, it's just—he's a great dude to play uh, D line with.
0: Speaking of crazy, Barry Sacks is a little crazy too, right? So, what do you yeah. think of playing for Coach Sack?
1: I love playing for Coach Sack. He's so funny. It's a per- like a glove, perfect fit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Justin Veldap joining us here in New Orleans. Now, your goals for the uh, last—I guess—the uh, next three weeks of camp, leading up to the opener against
1: Washington. Just trying to tune anything up that we need to tune up, um, uh, be be better on the field. We can. All, there's always room for improvement, so just trying to lock it up and uh, be as sharp as possible coming for Washington.
0: The debut of our Grizz Star of the Week, presented proudly by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. Athletic gear for the practice build or your backyard, all in stock at Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. The preseason hunting sale is also happening now at Bob Ward's. Hunting season is almost here, and Bob Ward's has all the gear you need to stock up on now. Bob Ward's will be bringing you a weekly interview with a Grizz football player, the Grizz Star of the Week. Happy to have Bob Ward's on board and happy to have Justin Belknap here on Nuanas Now. I'm Cool Through Nuanas. You're listening to 102.9 ESPN Missoula. We'll take you all the way home. On a Tuesday, fits in the tantrums and the rain. Can't wait. Back after this.
1: After a long couple of months,
0: it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate.
3: Point nine ESPN Radio Missoula.
0: Saturday at the Kittle House Amphitheater. Nathaniel Ratliff in the night sweats. I uh, I don't know how I found myself in the position, but somehow I did. And uh, I had all the room in the world in the pit to just boogie on down. Man, was it fun. Love me some dancing. I'm going to dance tonight, too. It's going to be great. If you're out at the Kittle House Amphitheater, find me. Come say hi. Pits and the Tantrums. The String of Glory continues for me, man. Guns and Roses, Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats, fits in the Tantrums, one week. Lucky to be alive, man. This was also cool. I got to see Tommy uh, in his uh, rock star DJ full-fledged there during the last break. Tommy uh, produces this show, but also uh, is one of the guys on the trail. Best of Missoula radio station for the millionth year in a row. Every Tuesday, right <laughs> after this show, just flip it up one notch to 103.3, and Thanks. Tommy has his uh, new show on That's from right. six to seven. He got an email from some uh, folk singer in Dublin with a sample of the music, and this is cool. So, uh, th- but this happens to Tommy all the time. He gets these rock stars being like, "Hey, I want to be on your show because his show's so sweet."
3: That's right, Coulter. Uh, you wouldn't believe the people that reach out to me begging for airtime. You know, Slash was one of them, and I had to turn him down. Uh, <laughs> Fitz in the tantrums really needed some help from me, but I said, "No, nah, you're not quite at the bar, but really we have so many submissions into the trail from bands, from labels, from, from friends of friends too. like, like, There's a good amount of music. I should do a Spotify playlist on this of like folks that have sent stuff in and said, Hey man, my friend makes music refuses to like release it. Doesn't want anybody to know here. You should play it. Here's their Instagram. Here's their Twitter. Give them some love. And we do that on the trail. It's, it's one of the few stations where we take what's called unsolicited submissions. So it doesn't have to come from an agent. It doesn't have to come from your manager. I mean, if, if you take the time to send me something, man, I'll listen to it and probably play it. I love that. So we, Got Sam Fender coming on the show in a couple of weeks. My favorite artist ever. Um, and uh, let's see, who was just emailing me when you were in here? Oh, the guy from Dublin. Yeah, Dang. the guy from Dublin. Sure. I don't uh, know. There's literally hundreds of emails here, and I cannot keep track of any of them. But coming up at six, man, full hour of new tunes. It'll be it'll be uh, uh, a sort of Irish centric show today.
0: I love that. Missoula has such a great music scene. Uh, obviously, the addition of, of Logjam. Presents to the community has been a tremendous one, in my opinion. I know that I enjoy the heck out of going to the shows at the Amphitheater and the Wilma and the Top Hat. But it's also been super cool for me because if you can't tell, uh, I obviously love sports, but I uh, I love some music too, man. That's one of the best things my parents passed along to me. My parents uh, were always super into music and had great musical tastes. We were always listening to great records growing up. And my parents were definitely children of the 70s. I mean, they definitely had all their albums, the Fleetwood Mac and Linda Ronstadt and the Eagles and all, all sorts of different bands. So I loved chilling and listening to records when I was a kid. Uh, but it's also so cool that there's these certain bands that just have this awesome affinity for Missoula. I mean, Nathaniel Rateliff always puts on a great show. You can tell he's going for it because he knows the people in Missoula love it. Uh, fits and the Tantrums is another one. John Wick's. He's from here in Missoula. At least he makes his home here in Missoula. He's got drum coffee, which is uh, one of the great places in town as well. So You know who else loves Missoula? Well, I mean, everybody that's ever been here. Mick Jagger. Oh, of course. I Flat mean, this, loves about it. He, I,
3: he, and there's a multiple interviews where he talked about it. And the legend is, according to Paul McCartney himself, he did that interview with, with Bozeman Public Radio. Sure. He said, you know, he had looked at Missoula and Montana dates in the past, and it was tea with Mick. And Mick said, "Greatest accommodation, stellar staff, totally calm, unlike any other concert we've done in 30 plus years.
0: Give Missoula a shot, and that's what brought Paul McCartney here. Amazing! It is amazing. Well, I mean, Missoula has a phenomenal energy. If you have the the chaps and the production team to play Washington Grizzly Stadium, it will be one of the great concerts that you play. We were talking about this before uh, the Guns and Roses concert." It's purely because of the acoustics of the setting of the stadium. I've been to college football stadiums all across the country. There is very few, if any, that are truly, objectively, significantly louder than Washington Grizzly Stadium. So if you got the production team, you can just let it rock, and it's going to echo through the canyon, and you're going to love it. I mean, our good friend Mandela, who's also on the trail, she's uh, living up the rattlesnake now, and she was in our meeting on Monday, and she was saying... That she danced to Guns N' Roses all night, heard it clear as a bell. It's like she was at the concert. So uh, it definitely resonates from there. So uh, it's true, man. And I think that that's part of the reason why Missoula has such a great music scene because I do think that almost all the time, no matter how big the act, you can't get bigger than Paul McCartney and the Rolling Stones or Elton John. Unless you're the new show on the Trailer <laughs> 3 True, true. <laughs> but I mean, I think everybody that comes through Missoula, uh, Gains an immediate affinity for it because it's a beautiful place. But also, Missoulians love to show out for this kind of stuff. We love to party. so That's right. Uh, it, it's definitely uh, worthwhile for all these big acts to come experience. Us here in the Garden City.
3: And speaking of partying, if anyone else is going out to the fits and the Tantrums tonight, wear a helmet. Because if Coulter says he's going to be dancing, and he does, you need to stay a couple (laughs) arm lengths away.
0: That's a dangerous, dangerous thing. That's a big head, for sure. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It's been fun having some rotating guests already this week. Riley Corcoran came back to the show yesterday, voice of the Grizz. Tucker Sargent came back for the first time in a little while as well, Grizz the cross coach and uh, Grizz hockey coach. Ryan Hanivan from the Missoula Sports Barn also joined us here on Nuanas Now Today. Heard from Justin Belknap as part of our Grizz Star of the Week series presented by Bob Wards. Belknap, a senior defensive end for the Grizzlies. Um, we also heard from Justin Engel, a business angle, the overlay between business and sports. And uh, it was a, overall a pretty wide ranging and fun show. So if you missed anything in it, or you want to listen to it again, or uh, you're just listening to it now, either way, the podcast is available. All the show is the show, both hours is available uh, on all of your podcast hosting platforms. And it's proudly presented by SportsBet Montana, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and. Blackfoot communications tomorrow Sean Rainey coming back in the saddle. He was out last week. So it will be fun. Circle back around with Rainey. We're going to talk all things NFL, probably get some thoughts on the Olympics from him as well. Chris football. We were down there at practice together yesterday. So we'll have a couple good talking points from that. Also have sound from Bobby Houck, Montana head football coach, as well as Brent vegan, Montana state head coach. So be sure to tune in tomorrow. Another PSA for you, by the way, Thursday, this will be fun. We're broadcasting from Shroyer Gym at the Montana State campus. Montana State has a volleyball exhibition against TCU that night, so they'll be warming up so I get the chance to actually see some college volleyball action while the show is, is rolling. And uh, we got several different fun guests joining us. Uh, Brett Vegan will join us, Montana State head coach for football. Also going to hear from Montana State athletic director, Leon Costello. We're also going to hear from Bobcat volleyball coach, Daniel Jones. And... We're also going to have a uh, the return of one of my favorite guys to chop it up with, Bo Beck, the former defensive line coach for the Bobcats, and one of my favorite dudes on the planet. He'll join us as well, so look forward to all that. But in the meantime, Sean Rainey, back in the saddle tomorrow, 4 p.m. See you then.